Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You are my listeners, the good few, some of the best few. One day might be the good many. We'll see. Time will tell. I need you guys to help me out with that. Please, please, if you would, if you would share an episode, share an episode with a friend. This episode or the, the last episode, an episode that you really liked. You're like, you know what? Honestly, I think Jack would really like episode 13. I don't know what guest was on episode 13. I just pulled a random number. But I think Jack would really like episode 13. And maybe Jack only listens to episode 13. Just to get the sphere of influence out there. Just to, just to you know, get more people on the show. Maybe Jack will have a conversation with somebody in the future about, Hey man, this podcast fucking blew, but your weird ass might like it. And now I have a listener from Jack's friend. You know what I'm saying? So just tell your friend Jack about the podcast. Or your friend Jill. I don't know why I'm using those specific storybook examples. You know, Jack and Jill went up the hill. Something happened. Um, turns out it's been a while since I read that story. But uh, please, please, if you if you could just help me spread it, spread the word, I'd appreciate it. I do, I do kind of minimal advertising for this pod. Like, you know, I, I really don't push it as hard as I could because I don't want it to just be about getting listeners. I understand the irony of saying that while trying to gain more listeners in the intro. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just, like, constantly be farting it out there and trying to get everybody to to promote the absolute shit. That's exactly what I want. I don't know what I want. I'm a dick. All right, guys, listen. I hope everything is going well. I uh, It doesn't, it doesn't see... All right, so, yeah, the pandemic is obviously happening. But it's, like, it feels like just about everybody is laxed up on it a little bit at this point. Um... I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, or maybe there's just too many goddamn things to be worrying about at the same time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even the most paranoid people I find are kind of dialing back a little bit, which is nice as far as, like, to still be safe. You know, wear a mask. Wear a mask when you need to. Just, like, you know, don't drive yourself crazy over the whole thing. Um, looks like we got some good vaccines on the way, right? I think, I think a couple of companies are really battling out for it. Going to make sure those things are safe. Going to let you guys try them first. I'm good. I've seen enough zombie movies to know to not be the first one who takes a mass uh, a mass distributed new drug, right? If we're all going to take it, fine, but I don't want to be the guinea pig. I'm already a guinea pig because I'm a guinea and I'm fat. Ah, right? Guinea pig? That's a pretty good, you know? Um, Sorry. I had a little bit of whiskey with my guest, so maybe I'm a little loopy, uh, which makes sense. Um, My guest, cool as shit, she drinks whiskey. I don't know that many chicks that drink whiskey. Drinks it straight like a fucking real American. Bourbon respect uh stephanie hongo uh she's a trash artist that sounds like an insult it's not it's what she does she literally takes trash and turns it into art and it's incredible she also practices pretty much all the mediums within visual art as far as like painting and and all other things are concerned and she's fucking good at it she has an incredible eye for these things and that's the reason why i had her on i you know i just i, I found her instagram instagram by chance through uh you know a posting she made in my community's uh page and uh, I went and checked out her work, and it's just its beautiful. I love it. And I think you guys will love it, too. Uh, we plugged it at the end of the episode. I believe it's sugarfox underscore art on Instagram. I hope I plugged that right, Stephanie. Uh, she was great. Very conversational. Real, 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 cool, uh, real cool chick with a lot of fun stuff to say. Um, absolutely, if she wanted to come back, she'd be welcome. But uh, I'm going to let you guys get to it. So uh, you be safe now. Tell your family and friends you love them as often as you can. Uh, forgive those who have wronged you. Yeah, they're dealing with their own shit. And, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think all that stuff is pretty good. You know what to do. Uh, episode 43 coming at you with Stephanie Hongo of Sugar Fox Art. I love you guys. I love you so much. And I will see you when I see you. Keep doing the thing. Love you. Bye. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. Merging is like a zipper. Oh, you mean like when you're on the highway? Yes. Yes. Holy so, shit. So here's the thing. Oh, I like this. Go. Yes. So <laughs> like I had planned a whole opening little bit here. And then on the way down, I had to go through Waterbury. Oh, and I'm as, sorry. <laughs> yes. As anyone who lives in the Connecticut area knows, the Route 8 area that goes through Waterbury is a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. It's yeah. ridiculous. And the amount of people that are just kind of traveling through traffic just completely attached to the bumper of the person behind them and not even giving the slightest bit of indication that there's someone that's trying to get like through right you're just supposed to just yield a little bit let mm-hmm. someone in mm-hmm. and then just kind of continue going and the next person will go behind you right it's supposed to be a zipper it's yeah. insane how many adults don't do that i i cannot all right so before we get into this uh who the hell are you <laughs> Uh, my name is Stephanie Hongo, and I guess, uh, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to see myself as more Sugar Fox, which is my persona on Instagram and as an artist. Awesome. Yeah, we'll plug your socials later on uh, at yes. the end of the episode. But no, I like this one. No, uh, I get so annoyed. I've been traveling. I've, um, I've, I've been seeing someone recently who's in Middletown, and uh, I've been doing like a lot of highway driving. And I get so fucking annoyed by people who don't understand the concept of merging. Every other. And like, listen, it's real simple. The, fir- the lane furthest to the left. You have to be okay with getting a speeding ticket. That that sure. is the point of that lane. Sure. And if, sure, live and, fast and dangerous. Exactly. And if you're not there, if someone's behind you driving faster, you get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. And traffic moves in a much safer way. Right. Yeah. You gotta you gotta like be aware of yourself. Be aware aware of the fact that if you are not going faster than what the person behind you wants to do, that you have to get over. You have to let them do what they're going to do. Right. And then if you want to get back over to pass the person in front of you in the right lane, go back over. Exactly. But be a, but be a zipper during merging. That's really my big beef. Like, I like that. A zipper. Every other. Let someone in. <laughs> then you go. Yeah. Then someone will go behind you. You just all fit in nice and easy and everyone can keep moving. Right. Now, I'm a little curious as to what your other plan thing was. You don't have to do the whole bit. <laughs> I'm not but, going to. But, I'm not going to. But I was going to say something nice about my dog. Ah, I want to hear about your dog. No. We t- his his name is Danny Bonaducci and he's a Shiba Inu. <laughs> Danny, how did you yeah. how did you come up with that name? I uh, you know, very honestly, so I got him um it was within his first year of life he had had a couple homes and I didn't want to change too much that was going on with him. So he came with the name Danny and oh, I cool. was like, "Well, I don't want to change his name because I already feel a little bit bad about all of this." Yeah. So, um I was like, "I'm going to keep it, but I don't I mean, that's a, that's a terrible name for a dog. Yeah, it's it ridiculous. Do you, do you call him Daniel when you scold him? Uh, yes, I guess I do. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's it's a ridiculous name for a dog, but it's not ridiculous enough. Yeah. So if I'm going to I keep like that, it, yeah. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it crazy. Yeah. Like, so and, Bonaducci, you just. Yeah, he's a bit gingy, so <laughs> it seems to work out. I was just like, you know what? Like, let's just make it a full person, like a long person name, like first well, and last name. Well, Danny, if you're listening, uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like a little fox. So he kind of goes in with my whole like sugar fox, like the whole 
uh, kind of the mascot of what I'm, I'm, I'm about. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, huh? Yeah, let's talk about that a little. So Sugar Fox, I love the name. I don't know what the hell it is. I, I saw your logo, which is all pretty cool. Also, you got you definitely have some Fox vibes as far as like the way that you carry yourself, your accessories. Like oh, there's that's the biggest compliment I could I've see ever gotten. It. I could see it in your aesthetic. <laughs> I could see it in your aesthetic. The Fox, the, the 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 Fox vibes. It's, it's hard to explain, but when I see you in person, I'm like, yeah, it's just like looks like travel. Do you look like you've been through some shit? <laughs> but like Gypsy. also no, ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Gypsy <laughs> and Gypsies kind of speak to me as 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 an Italian person. That's always going to be woven into sure. our sure. <laughs> into tears. our story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me more about Sugar Fox and well. Let, let my audience know a little bit about what you do. So I, I got I saw you on a post in like my local community cork board uh, mm-hmm. and I went to your Instagram and discovered your art and it's incredible. So just talk a little bit more about that. So, I mean, I do all different kinds of art, basically, you know, the the various types that you can do as an artist. I've gone through them all. I've tried to do drawing, painting, sculpting, all that kind of thing. And um, I was at a job for quite a bit. I mean, not that I'm trying to keep that a secret of where I was, but I don't think it's really important. Yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to talk about yeah, your employer. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I worked there for a bit and I eventually got, um, you know, pretty unhappy with what I was doing. And it was an art-based job for the most part. Um And uh, I I knew I wasn't going to stay there for a bit. I tried Mm -hmm. to kind of make things better at work. And then all at once, I just decided that this isn't what's going to happen. Nothing's going to change here. I should just basically leave if I'm unhappy. So I quit abruptly, which I know is super irresponsible. And I will never do that again if I can help it. But I did just kind of up and quit without something lined up. So my intention was to try to just kind of make it as a freelance artist because I've always had it to fall back on. And um, I didn't have any money for supplies. So kind of it eventually sort of evolved like my freelance ideas into trash sculpting, which is what I do. Yeah. That was fascinating to which, me. Yeah. You be, I mean, truly basically taking re- recyclables and, and, you know, uh, trash discarded items and turning them into sculptures, uh, relief sculptures that I build on a board. And most of them are animals, um, but they're all made out of trash. They're all made out of discarded things. And I hold them together mostly with screws. Um, the delicate things that I can't hold together with screws. I use, um, hot glue gorilla glue makes a hot glue which is super strong and durable mm-hmm. um, and that works super super well but that's that's primarily what I do now I still do some painting and all of that um, I saw your but, paintings they were they were also beautiful thank you and uh, yeah I, I could tell um, I could tell that I almost was curious as, as to like if you were if you were featuring other artists work on your page just because of how many different mediums there were because it yeah. almost seemed like it was a bunch of different sure. people contributing no, it's, it's all mine oh, yeah I, and I, I, yeah I've tried to do pretty much everything in the course of the time that I've had I'm 34 34 yeah 34 yeah <laughs> I forget sometimes you forget how old you are yeah oh constantly <laughs> it's so weird right um but yeah I'm, I'm 34 and, and the amount of time that I've been doing it I've been doing it since I was like five years old um you know different forms of art one one way or another I think most kids do when they're young mm-hmm. and um in the time you know the the interest that I've had in doing art I've tried everything and it's it's been my goal to try to get good at everything to not just try it but be good at it, like oh, have a discipline cool. for it. Have so, a, like well-rounded game, yeah, uh, across the, all the yeah. disciplines. Everything from typography to sculpture to drawing, painting, everything. Yeah, like, no, anything it, it I shows, try. It shows in your work that you you are pretty proficient at multiple different types of art. Which Thank is, you. and how did you? But how did you arrive on trash art as being <laughs> like your your thing? Yeah, I I mean. It really comes down to the fact that, like I said, I I didn't have money for supplies Mm. and that just made perfect sense because I was like, there's like no overhead to this. You can use trash in surplus 
it's free you know all that yeah. like you could it comes in every different shape and size mm-hmm. that you can imagine um but beyond that like what really kind of the whole like uh, stream of consciousness that led to it there's yeah. an artist named bordalo the second and he's i think primarily based in europe and he does these large-scale installations of trash on you know building faces and things like mm. that and his stuff is sick it's awesome and i've been following him on instagram for a bit and i remember thinking to myself when i was just kind of like wallowing yeah. in my destitution i was just like it would be amazing if like the town would commission me to make like a huge like installation and i was like oh that takes like you know you know an interest and you have to have like all this approval for that sort of thing and then I was like well I mean what's going to keep me from just making that on a board in a smaller scale like I don't need to be commissioned to make a small piece absolutely so that really got the ball rolling and and there's a piece that I made named I named it Yondu Mm -hmm. and it's a stag and it's blue and I'll never sell it because it's the first piece I made um, it's going to hang in my home probably for the rest of forever. But oh, yeah. um, that's the first one that I did. And then from there, I got so much interest in it. And so many people were so very nice about, you know, the way that it turned out and how cool they thought it was that yeah. I was just like, you know what, I'll just keep doing this. This is mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be my gig. And yeah. it ended up being, you know, exactly that. That's primarily what I do now. That's so cool. I mean, that's yeah. every artist's dream is to actually really make is. make money off the thing they it love really doing. Is. Um and this, you know, I, I interview all types of artists, all t- types of performing artists, visual artists, whatever it is, and uh something that all all of us tend to fall back on is like, yeah, man, one day if I could just make money off doing the yeah. thing that I love. Cuz like I love doing this and I'll do it for free anytime. Yeah. But yeah, it would it would be awesome to, you know, get some like consistent sponsorship or something like that. Yeah. But uh there is something to the idea of an artist not having every single tool at their disposal to kind of force the creativity in there because because you didn't you know you don't have the funds to you know to to do any kind of art you want you're like well what's the freest thing i could do it's like right. cre- that's the thing about creativity it's like you can't really stifle it no right. matter what you do no matter yeah. what situation you're in that's the whole point of being creative is that you you make something happen you make you make something you know you bring something in this world yeah and you know honestly it wasn't until i started making these i i get excited when i make these i i probably will for the rest of forever that's as long so cool. as i'm as long as i'm mixing it up and doing different things there's yeah. so many different things that i can do that i think right. i'll be excited about it probably for the foreseeable future like uh, but i didn't feel that way about the art that i was creating previously especially in my job previously because it was you know it was commercial art and everything that I had created up until that point when I started to make even though I was kind of you know doing it in order to figure out how to make money Mm -hmm. ultimately I was really happy to be doing it I was excited to be doing it and everything else that I did up until that point was to satisfy some assignment that I was given or to you know you know make a paycheck you know, basically specifically done in the way that it was set forth to me. Like you make us this thing Mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that you include this and this and this and those sorts of things. While sometimes they can be fun, it's not as if they're not fun ever, but they do get kind of a little bit tiresome after a while and they're not as uh, creative and you don't have the kind of expression that you have with with what I'm I'm doing now, which Mm -hmm. is really what it comes down to because you can't continue doing it, um, you know, for the long haul, I don't think if unless you really enjoy it. That's anything in life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever whatever you're doing. You start to get bored. Yeah. Yeah. You get bored real quick. And I mean, I'm that way with pretty much every aspect of my life. Like what if, else? A, if a room starts to get like I, I I'm like, okay, I, this has looked this way for 
long enough. I'm mm-hmm. going to move the furniture around or yeah. I'm going to get like a new rug or whatever the hell it is. Like mm-hmm. or changing my hair or yeah. like changing, like getting different things in my wardrobe or, right. you know, like I've been watching the same kind of stuff on Netflix for forever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, change it or music. You know, I have such a varied taste in music right. that, you know, I'll start to listen so, to one type of thing for, for, you know, a certain amount of time. And then I'm like, oh, you know, this is enough of this sort of thing. Like, let me get into this now. And yeah. I kind of mix it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely need, um, no, it, it, in general, especially with music, like I'll listen to the same thing for a while. What but do you I, listen to? Oh my God. It's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so, only in- like interesting people are always, all over the map with their thank music. you for assuming that i'm an interesting person I, well but... of course like you do comedy <laughs> yeah, right, you've right, got to be yeah but i mean yeah there's there's definitely some stories to tell uh i guess it's st- for for me pop punk emo is definitely where a lot of my taste lies okay but all over the place i mean it started with like classic rock and moved into kind of everything that branches off from there but i mean i could just about say i could say something good about just about every style of music there is sure yeah no i agree and and I there's agree. you know there's a lot of stinkers and everything too yeah. but yeah yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm all over. What about you? I, um, well, this is like the same thing. I like to like lay a foundation for what I'm interested in, which right. is like kind of, I would say more like the rock kind of side. Yeah, no, of you things. look like a rock chick. I really, you look- came in, you, I mean, you came in, you're drinking bourbon, like <laughs> you're, 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 you're rock and roll for sure. Yeah. Like, t- so Tool's my favorite band. Oh, uh, that's a whole, like they're, yeah. they're their own genre. I, well, they're, sure. They're I, absolutely their own thing. I mean, I think so too, but I think Maynard's a god. So for he's me, a cool ass dude. he really, but he's kind of a turd also. Right. So I feel like everybody that kind of follows anything about their music would, I would hope most likely agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man basically quit music for a bit to go to a vineyard yeah. and, and make wine yeah yeah he's he has a cup he has a couple it's vineyards right? yeah it's it's so strange dude do, dude does everything and yeah. then out of nowhere they're just like hey we guys were putting out an album and then oh like what was Did it after you... like a decade or something it was a long time yeah. yeah it was about that i so i was patiently awaiting that album mm-hmm. and i was like very honestly like kind of wary i was like i don't think i'm gonna like this because like, yeah. when um his other project um a perfect circle put out their most recent album oh i didn't know that was him too yeah he did he has a perfect circle pussifer and tool yeah and when a perfect circle put out their album eat the elephant it was absolute garbage i'm really mm-hmm. sorry for anyone that really liked it but i i hated it i yeah. can't even i would listen to it once just because I, I i felt like i had to yeah and then i was like Ugh, i don't think ever again mm-hmm. and then when tool put out their album i mean i i suppose i shouldn't use it as you know much of a measuring tool because it is a different band yeah it's just the same front man mm-hmm. and when the uh tool put out their album i was just like very very excited because yeah. i listened to it it was actually pretty good oh yeah 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 it's good yeah no it's 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 tough when uh you know when a band gets further into their career and starts making like different choices and you're like I don't know if I could be on I board it's like, and, and you battle with this like am I a fan I only like one album I know. <laughs> it's like but they have six albums and I like two of them like that like you know tough though yeah. because like I mean obviously you know as well as an artist you gotta you gotta vary what you do you've got to mix it up you gotta try absolutely. new things and even if you're not feeling like you have to try new things you mm-hmm. want to try new things no absolutely uh what do you call it? a year into comedy I got into theater and I started doing yeah. plays and stuff like that which was you know something I kind of always wanted to do but like you know comedy gave me the confidence to get on stage and like well if i could do this i pretty yeah. much do anything and uh yeah i agree entirely you know you got to switch it up so of other of the things that you do what's your favorite to, to be honest and I'm, I'm glad you asked that because not a lot of people ask I, th- I think they assume comedy but I, I really do think i'm an actor at heart yeah it's it's um it it seems to speak to me the most uh comedic acting i would i, I would love to even try some more uh drama acting but 
uh, in general, that acting and then just being a host in general, like mm-hmm. I, my, just my last guest I was talking about, like, I think my perfect job in the entertainment space would be a game show host. I just, th- oh, I, yeah? I think I have the energy. <laughs> I think I have the story for it. I think, I, I think I'm all the right things for it. And I, and I really do look forward to one day, uh, like crowdfunding my own pilot episode and like making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really think that would be, oh, that would man. be perfect for me. I, yeah. Interesting. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but good to know good to know good to know <laughs> interesting <laughs> um def, def, uh, <laughs> intrigue i'll tell you later <laughs> oh awesome uh so something i ask all my guests and uh really curious about uh you although i guess i could probably um assume for myself but what makes you happy um so so many things i think that's kind of the goal ultimately just right. to be happy like right. whatever whatever that means but when i thought about it for myself um there's a couple things that I could say specifically when I just think about the day to day, I really love finishing things like accomplishing tasks. Ah, okay. I've never got that done. one before. So like, you know, typically right now my schedule is kind of like hang out and get my art done through the day. Poor thing. So it's amazing. I'm kidding. <laughs> Sounds tell you awesome. It's wonderful. <laughs> so like, I teach, um, I do like part time. I teach uh, some painting classes two days a week. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like art is through my day. So I, I as long as I keep myself basically on a schedule of when I'm getting my projects, like I ask people when they commission something like when do you need this by and I make sure that I'm doing it um, you know, in a timely manner. But to a degree, you have to be a little bit inspired to do something. If you really are not feeling it, it's not going to look good. Mm-mm. And I'm not necessarily saying that like I sit around all day and I'm just like waiting for inspiration. That's not what it looks like. Like, right. it looks more like I'm going to get up, I'm going to get myself together, I'm going to go down, I'm going to sit in the space where I work, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make myself try to do it. I and was just going to ask that question. You're the type of person I have to force myself to yes, get this done. Cool. Yes, I'm going to sit there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell myself that this needs to get done today, but I'm not going to force it too much. If it's not coming together, mm-hmm. I'm going to you know step back from it, I'm going to go do something else, maybe even if it's a different project, just yeah. like a different wavelength of the same sort of thing. Um, but ultimately the idea being like, you can't force it. You yeah. have to, you know, have certain amount of inf- in, um, inspiration in order to get, to get it done the right way. Yeah. So where was I going with this? Oh, what makes me happy? Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like to have a project that you start and then you end up finishing it. It feels amazing to like cross it off the list and especially, you know, the, the client's super happy with it. Mm-hmm. It feels wonderful to, to give them something that they're pleased with. It turned out the way that they envisioned because I don't even know what it's going to look like mm-hmm. before I finish yeah, it. Those things that aren't done, they they loom over your head like little demons, yeah. you know, they you yeah. lose sleep over it. You uh, know? Yeah, sometimes if, if you if you're, you know, if you have five percent of, of something to go and you leave it at that, you'll think about that five percent for weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, yeah. it needs to be completed. I, I, I absolutely understand the uh that drive because uh yeah no it could just eat away at you you know it drives you crazy yeah i really like troubleshooting too when Mm -hmm. there's something that's not working on the project to kind of troubleshoot it Mm -hmm. especially like with specifically with the trash sculpting um you know like uh, when i okay so i made a large elephant um i named it lucy it was pink it's you can see it on my instagram if you care to um but when i was doing the trunk portion of it there's so much weight on it it's such a large piece that there was a ton of weight that was pushing down on the trunk and it wasn't curving the right way mm-hmm. and i had to find certain kind of different pieces that worked uh to hold it up but also maintain the curve that i wanted yeah and that troubleshooting of trying to get it to look the way that i want is super pleasing for me too i like to be able to figure it out and kind of 
um, have things come together and, you know, the satisfaction of I did this the way that I was hoping to Mm -hmm. and I figured it out and it all came together. Like being super efficient with stuff also makes me super happy. And and that speaks to something that artists kind of are able to do uh, intrinsically is is this being critical of your own stuff and Mm -hmm. and the the, like you have to not it's stubborn in a way like I I have a I have a way that I want this to look Mm -hmm. but critical enough to be like I'm not right yet I haven't I haven't nailed what I'm trying to accomplish yeah and you know because some uh that stubbornness you kind of there has to kind of be an ebb and flow to it's like all right I I need it to look like this I need this to come out this way but I'm not there yet I need to change this and it could be the altering of you know a note like in in writing a song it could be the inflection upward of a note rather than downward or it could be you know taking one syllable out of a lyric or with the joke it could just literally be adding a pause or taking out a pause dropping a syllable those little things so that said how do you feel about your own stuff like when you listen back to yourself on these podcasts do you like cringe when you listen to yourself are you like early on episodes absolutely yeah absolutely so so this is going to be episode 43 and uh if i go back and listen to like episode one mm-hmm. and I, honestly i i could i there's still a lot i liked about it uh in general about yeah. how i was early on yeah, yeah. but yeah no it's it's very cringy early it's just because yeah. i learn so much you learn so much about podcasts if you're a critical if you're willing to accept that you aren't doing something perfect the first time you do something mm-hmm. you know so you you always improve so yeah i'll listen back uh i, I every, every couple episodes I, I listen back just to see like what's going on um right like where do I, how do i go from here exactly and yeah no the earlier ones just like my intros were really unenthusiastic i don't know what i was trying to do there because that's not my <laughs> style but i was just really nervous just trying to be the coolest exactly exactly <laughs> when in reality edgy. like i'm the corniest dude on earth and i need to like i, I need to bring that to the mic like i need sure. i need to be who i am and yeah. and i was almost like getting nervous of my you know by my own show it's like who the i'm the last fucking person on earth who needs to be nervous on my own show well that's understandable it has the you know the potential to go out to you know on an insane amount of people well yeah it's 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 basically infinite it's like i don't have a crazy listenership now but i have to remember that there's a discography there's a backlog and if one Mm -hmm. thing one day i'm very very Mm -hmm. active on the internet extremely (laughs) active on the internet and it is very possible that something could blow up and and everything you know some i've had you know i've had people listen through this whole discography every single episode all 40 something episodes you know who i wasn't thinking about that a year ago when i recorded the first so like when i look back it's like the O's and the ums, that stuff really fucking annoys like me. Like popping your pee. Oh my, <laughs> I have this, my, my producer told me by like episode two or three, uh, you know, we we're still getting to know each other and how each other works, but he was telling me that I had this tick that I do that I had no idea, but oh no. I, every, in between words every now and then I'd be like, <laughs> no. Oh my god, and then yeah. you're hyper focused on yeah. it. Yeah, and then I went back and listened. I'm like, oh my god, I do that a oh, fucking lot. God. And I had no I'd idea. I'd be like, oh, you sadist. How how dare you tell me that? But at the but same time, it he's cleaned it up. To, yeah, he's it trying re- to make it It really did. And and you know, early on, he had to do a lot more editing, and now he basically could just put these things right up. You know, yeah. which which is you know, I don't even know what the fuck I'm paying for him for at this point. <laughs> I'm Are just you kidding. listening? Oh, yeah, he is. I'm just kidding, Lou. I, I need the studio, uh, and you do a great job <laughs> making me sound like a sane person. Just kidding. Yeah, but uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I I do like it's way cringier to listen to comedy like I, like stand sure. up that oh that's my rough God. just because can't even imagine because like in this it's conversational I give myself way more leeway like yeah it's a conversation you couldn't have thought of everything but mm-hmm. on stage it's like you're watch you're listening to yourself as an audience member and you're like come on dude it's like this could have been so much funnier you sure. why did you talk over the laughter you you literally you threw sure. away you know you're throw you're, you're step- yeah you're stepping <laughs> on your own joke or or yeah, yeah. yeah the, all sorts of things but. I try, you know, the whole idea about this podcast, I try not to be hypercritical about myself, you yeah. know, because I don't, that's not the 
that isn't the ideal uh, air, area for me to create from. That's, mm. you know, the podcast is called Good Enough for a Reason. Just like, sure. you know, get, get them next time. Like, <laughs> you put your work in, man. It's, it, it, I sure hope this works. Exactly. <laughs> and exa- and if you didn't, it's, like, it's not the end of the world. You know, you either right. you either teach a lesson or learn a lesson. And uh, for, so yeah, that's, I, I don't mind it. And er- nowadays I could listen to pretty much any episode and be like, yeah, yeah you did all right, you know? Yeah, sure. So with, I mean... I'm super, super interested in stand-up comedy. That's like my Which favorite. Which is awesome. It's my favorite we, we thing. We'd love to hear that because not a lot of people who don't do stand-up oh are, are curious about the world or know it that way. It's Yeah, I got introduced to it. I, well, maybe not introduced to it, but I distinctly remember my first interest in it, like really attached interest, was watching Comedy Central and watching Mitch Hedberg. Oh, like, yeah. yeah he was one of my early on ones for and sure. And being like, this guy, like, I, and I'm being like, this is, but his his form of comedy is so different from what I've come to really appreciate now, which mm-hmm. is more like the setup punchline. I don't yeah. really prefer that anymore. Right. I like more he, storyteller comedy. He Yeah, he's a really good liaison to comedy for someone who's never who's not into yeah, comedy sure. it's a very like oh sure. yeah this guy tells jokes palatable exactly yeah. you know they're not political they're not yeah, very yeah. very edgy he just tells jokes and i laugh at them cool he's but, very silly but nowadays <laughs> comedy is is it's so much more personal like the style yeah. of comedy overall is really switched we're like it, it's not uncommon to you know sit and wait for a punchline for five minutes i know you know with no laughs I know. Like, like this guy is like i you know clearly mitch was like all right i have to keep them laughing every 30 seconds otherwise i'm a failure yeah. whereas nowadays yeah it, it's it's a little bit different and the, yeah. the, the art form has changed so like with your with your comedy and with what you do and where you came from with it who were your influences would you say uh mitch had were Probably would have been one of them. So, but uh, early on, Dimitri Martin, he was like oh, yeah. m- probably my original. If we're dating, if we're going far, far back, yeah. it, it starts with Jerry Seinfeld just from watching Seinfeld. Like sure. watching, you know, he had a stand up comedy on every so episode. Did you find his show first or his stand up first? Probably a show. Yeah. I, probably, probably a show. That's, I think that's a, the case a, for a lot of people. A buddy of mine, um, Alex, had turned me on to stand up comedy. And that's when I started getting into everybody and realizing how many comics there really are out there. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld would have been the first one. George Lopez, uh, just because he was hitting at the time when I was 12. That's when George Lopez was really hitting and he was getting all these specials. Yep. Uh, but later on, I would discover on my own Dimitri Martin was like huge. And I would love to be able to like open up for him one day. And I think it's very possible even though he never answered any of my messages but <laughs> where does he live uh that's a great question but he tours is he, but is he like you know how they it's basically like new york based comics yeah and then, like, I, LA I actually have no comics. idea where he's but he strikes me as a guy who'd be in like portland if i had sure. if i had to take sure. a guess yeah yeah um or some random so, place like so uh chapelle is exactly like Ohio. exactly <laughs> so he's one of them uh jim gaffigan was a very early on yeah. influence yeah um i take a lot uh, I take a lot of like I would say like my delivery and attitude. Uh, I probably like uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Okay. He, you know, his very just, dry. Ex- no, more his arrogance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> more his his <laughs> self confidence that been. Um, but then and, and then there's a portion of that's just just me, you know. But sure. ab- absolutely, like those were some really huge guys for me. But the whole art form in general, just I I I love it. I love stand up comedy. Yeah. I love comedians. I don't l- watch a lot of comedy lately because yeah. i don't have the same attention span for it and but i'll listen to hours of podcasts that's where i get most of my comedy influence nowadays i feel like that's probably better for a comic though because i don't want to steal jokes 
Right. And Even I, if it's parallel thinking, I feel yeah, like you're exactly. probably like you're you're like, is it parallel thinking or did I hear that and I forgot I, about it? I have dropped John Mulaney jokes in conversation yeah, and I, I yeah. get I get sick to my Do stomach. You feel like a turd? Yeah, <laughs> I get sick to my stomach. I'm so unoriginal. He, yeah, but it's like he, he writes in a way that like it feels like you've had the thought. I know. He's, his, his relatability and like normal person delivery, like you just feel like it's hard to explain but it's like when he says it it's like have i heard the joke before it's you know so yeah he's fantastic oh he's, he's so prolific phenomenal. it's insane it's insane the amount of writing he does not yeah. only the specials that he's done but the amount of writing he's done for television yeah huh? it's like how does someone have that many amazingly funny thoughts right i can't even imagine right and they're perfect they're, they're there's so you, good you can't you can't really critique him in any way. It's I just know. like his delivery, the the everything about it is good. I know, and it's like it's like his. I don't know what came first, like his demeanor and his look, or his his personality and persona, because they they marry so well with one very another. Very good, yeah. It's so very. Yeah. So, it's like this this comedy person just just appeared one right. day. Right, right, yeah, and he's referred to that in his in his standup that he's just like. I seem like a guy who was just what was it, sitting in a closet for thirty years eating, eating saltine crap, yeah. yeah, eating saltines. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's such a good explanation of <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah. And um, I, part of that, part of being able to be that good at comedy in that way is like, obviously he's very self-actualized. He knows yeah. exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah. Now, the guy like me, I do have personal comedy, but I change really often, mm-hmm. especially like where how I deeply feel about things. Like early on, um, so you don't know me at all, but uh, when I first started comedy, I was much heavier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you a fat kid? I was a yeah. I was. I, I used, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to be. Guessed. I used to be over three hundred pounds back in back in the day. Oh my goodness. So uh, obviously, when I first started comedy, I'm a fat guy comic, and all my jokes are sure. fat jokes. Sure. And eventually, I lose all this weight, and I'm like, well, I my I remember the moment I've told told the story before, but I remember the moment my fat jokes didn't work anymore. I said it oh, out. I said no. it out loud on stage. Oh, no. I was like, I, I I had that realization. You had that realization in yeah. front of an audience yeah it no. was weird it was a really weird feeling I'm, I'm i'm on i'm on stage telling jokes that always work and they didn't work and i realized they didn't oh, no. work because i wasn't fat enough for them oh, anymore no. oh, and no. everyone's just looking at me like what like i wish i looked like you i'm like ah oh, shit no you don't get it what a bummer so then my jokes became weight loss jokes and and it doesn't always have to be about your weight but like early on it's like basically you're just talking about your appearance you know for, for me at least Sure. And then, and then it's like, oh, I was taking this like hopeless romantic approach where like, oh, I have no luck with women and all this stuff. And then I started having luck with women and I'm like, oh, I can't really, right. I feel like an asshole telling that joke because I have a lot more confidence. So like yeah. I'm always changing and it's like, I guess I have to figure out a bigger, uh, a, a, a more encapsulated version of myself before I could really, you know, write some long-term jokes. But that's the fun of comedy. It's like, you're always changing, you know, like, like early on, you know, you, you hear someone's first special and it's all about the struggle. Well, their fifth special, they're fucking loaded so yeah. they can't talk like that yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah so yeah i will say there's plenty of comics where you listen to their progression in their specials and like not to hate on kevin hart but that's like an yeah. example that i have for him like his his first specials were so so good they of were course so they were good. and then like it got into this big bravado of yeah. like the production behind it and being like a celebrity and everything yeah. and it's not as funny as it used to of be of course not and then you look at like for me personally, what I think like Tom Segura, like yeah, I, he's his, my, he's one of my favorite comics yeah, right now. Yeah. His, he's he's maintained like granted he could go off the rails at some point, mm-hmm. but I think and I I preferred him fat to be very honest. Of course, yeah, <laughs> but but that doesn't make you funny or not funny. But he's so. still like nice and thick now. He's a plump he boy, is. which he's, is good. He is. He is. He's thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um. 
my I think his was my favorite um, of the the live specials that I've or the live stand up that I've he seen. He is really good at delivering a classic thing, but something about the way that he does it, it's still funny. Like, like a new perspective. I've noticed. On it. I believe. I I believe about Tom Segura that he has a challenge. He challenges himself every special to say what the fuck and still make it a massive punchline. Mm-hmm. Because what's more, what's a more tri- tired line than what the fuck? You know, any sure. any seventh grader could say what the fuck like he says what the f-? I literally if you go back in his specials he has a moment where he says what the fuck and every single time he frames it in a way where the audience fucking loses it yeah because of the situation he uses it in i don't know what it is i, I don't know if it's like a personal challenge of his but like to, to make an entire audience laugh off what the fuck is pretty damn funny seeing how um, yeah it's t- it's t- it's a tried and true line. It's tired. Like there, there there's nothing new about. It, It's like saying the. Yeah. You know. Yeah. His his when I saw him, it remains my favorite of the the live shows that I've seen thus far, and I've seen quite a few. And his was so good. It yeah. was so good. It was when he was still shopping around the material for um, mostly stories. Yeah. It oh, was, that was his big Netflix special. I it, think. Yeah, I think it was. So completely normal was the first one that yeah. was on Netflix. And then I think that was the one that came after. That was, sounds right. He was still fat. Right, right, right. I think Mostly Stories was his Netflix special. Like yeah. that was the one that he recorded for Netflix. The one. Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah, that sounds right. And it was very, very good. I was so funny. I, 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 I try to go to see stand up as much as I can. But obviously recently it's become mm-hmm. not strange. quite what it strange. used to be. I, I have a I have a show coming up that I'm producing in October that. <gasps> Yeah, and it's like, but last time we did it, it was a, it was outdoor, and this one's gonna be outdoor probably again. But like, it's getting cold. Like, it's so strange. Where I are don't, you doing it? Uh, Center Stage Theater in Shelton. Okay. Uh, I've done one indoor, one outdoor, and this next one I believe is gonna be outdoor. Uh, but it's all. How do you feel about that? I feel all right with it. Like the the, the first one is in front of a fucking girls lacrosse game. Oh no! Yeah, it wasn't supposed to happen. But oh no! It yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I did what I could with it, but it's like my fucking life. Yeah. And um. Ish. But yeah, this next one coming up, it's like, it's going to be fucking cold out. I don't know. like I don't know, but I feel like, I don't know that that necessarily matters so much. Well, the, the the director is framing it in a good way where people will do the same for a football game. So it's like, yeah, okay, right. yeah, that's true. People right. will come out. Bring a blankie. Exactly. Bring some cocoa. Exactly. Some, some spiked cocoa. Right, 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 right. Speaking of spiked, I did want to talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Um, not many chicks. So so you are a bourbon girl. I am. Awesome. I really and love it. I was I was telling you earlier about how uh, I'm a bourbon person as well. Yeah. And how, um, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story in the podcast, like how I built my palate on it. But essentially, um, I, I thought, I thought whiskey is cool as shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's edgy. It's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> and I wanted to be a whiskey drinker, but the problem was whiskey was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I devised a plan to uh, to basically build my whiskey palette. So <laughs> when I turned 21, anytime someone asked me if I wanted to do shots, I'd say yes. I'd get Jameson. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one too. Yeah. And I would never chase it. You got to sit in that pain. Right. That's, that's right. how you Let build it your... Exactly. Exactly. That's how you build the palette. So that's how I did it. And now... Nowadays, I'm, I'm all about bourbon. I could sip bourbon mm-hmm. on the rocks or, mm-hmm. you know, straight, but I love it. And I, it's, it's cool. I really think it's, it's cool. But you said too, that you prefer bourbon over the other whiskeys as well. Yeah. 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 So there's a reason for that. Um, one, I do like the flavor a lot, mm-hmm. but there's something about it. So, so, uh, one thing that makes bourbon bourbon is that it has to be 51% corn Yep. and, uh, being 51% corn, it just makes it to me very American. And I feel very American <laughs> sure. and very patriotic when I drink bourbon. There's yeah. something about it because I know that it's our that's our whiskey. You know, uh-huh. the Irish whiskey obviously is from Ireland. Scotch yep. is from Scotland. Yep. Canadian whiskey, Japanese whiskey. Yeah, did you know the E is the thing too? 
What's the E? So like the E in whiskey. Like yeah. sometimes it's spelt with an E and sometimes it's spelt without. Oh shit. So okay. like if you look at the bottle, yeah. that one's spelt without the E. So that's American whiskey. No. So like shit. the whiskey. I didn't know that yeah. E had any. Uh, yeah. So to do I think it. it. I believe it's Canadian whiskey is spelt with an E, right. and so is. God, I'm going to hate myself later for not remembering this, but I think it's Irish whiskey is also mm-hmm. spelled with an E, but I, I like I, Irish whiskey would probably be like second up for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I could do scotch, but scotch is weird. It's peaty. Yeah. It's, 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 it just <laughs> it tastes like a campfire. Yeah. Uh, well, not all of it, but most of it. And it starts to, it's like great. And I like to smoke a cigar on occasion too. No so shit. Yeah. You're cool as hell. <laughs> you are you so, so damn cool. <laughs> you ate that fucking compliment. Oh my yum, God. Yum, yum. She goes, I know. Anyway, as we were saying about me. <laughs> I am the best. No, but seriously, I yeah. really do. I, on occasion, I like to smoke a cigar and yeah. I, I always do prefer a whiskey when I'm I'm having a cigar, and that's kind of sometimes when um, a scotch is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, any whiskey is going to be good, but in a, sco- a scotch is good too. Yeah, um, for that kind of purpose because you're already taking in the smoke and it's peaty and yeah. it's smoky. No, and they're, you're they're kind friends. of marrying them together. They all work together. It's uh, it it almost it, it's surprising that any of that stuff could be good because it just there's something about it. it's like very it's, it's they're very intense things happening all sure, at the same time yeah. between the cigar smoke and the whiskey it's not like a neither of them are light flavors no you know? they're not and i'm not a smoker i've never been a smoker i've never tried a cigarette ever in my never life never tried a cigarette no and i refuse to that's so funny i feel like i feel like if someone looked at both of us <laughs> you having I, I you look, having I these like weathered. you have well you have these Jack Sparrow beads in your hair you just look like you do cool these shit these are my dreads uh, but they're, I like them because they're kind of like respectful white people dreads this, well so there's a, like a braid to them a lady in one of my paint classes told me that I had Game of Thrones hair and I was like I don't think you know uh, what you're talking about oh <laughs> you know what no you look like you could be uh what is Jason Momoa's tribe? Whatever they are, like if I, so, that's a sexy person, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is a, that is an extremely <laughs> sexy man. I could say that uh, straight faced yeah. and and straight. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's good he's stuff. A good looking Follow dude. him on Instagram yeah, for right. some nice pictures. <laughs> but uh, no, I feel like if just someone looked at both of us, like yeah, prop prop. But no, for real. Uh, I've actually, I'm, I I got to be honest. So I was always completely against cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But are you a smoker? No, God no. Mm. But well, the way that you were about to say it, I thought you were about to drop some news. Well, no, no. The news I was about to drop is that like I could totally smoke a cigarette, like like if, like over sure. some drinks, like absolutely. Well, that's what the cigar is, right? For. And I'm a cigar guy through and through. Like that's really where I live. But yeah. I'm like because I I'm not addictive with cigarettes. I'm like mm-hmm. eh, every now and then, you know. So if they got them around, I'll uh, I'll I'll drag one down. But yeah. like you know, they're they're um. I, I was definitely a little harsh on them just because I know that, you know, they get really shitty. It's a really shitty when it's a habit. I don't think you should ever yes. make smoking a habit. No, absolutely not. And as a treat, It sure. really is like an occasional thing. And well, yeah. it's starting to become more occasional. What, the cigars? <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, what do you got to get It's up the for? end of the world. <laughs> Fucking enjoy yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The apocalypse is here. Right, right. Everybody enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like most weekends, I would say that I, sorry, dad. He hates it. So, um, like most weekends I'd say I have a cigar, but, um, like one and with like a whiskey and that's about it. I don't think that's terrible, especially since you don't inhale. You hear that dad? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that. You don't hail. I do this every now and then. Usually, uh, usually when sex stuff comes up, it's like, say, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll, mom. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say, hey, mom. Because <laughs> I know. Low I, 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 I know she's working through the, you know, she's wor- every now. She's usually like a couple weeks behind, but she gets through just about every episode. Yeah. But, oh, what uh, a nice mom. Oh, she's, she's the best. I have. I, I was I was talking about that recently on Facebook. How like something that like I will I will always maybe keep me from ever being a successful artist is how much my parents love me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're great. like, please don't look. They're great. They've been, they've been to my comedy shows. They've been to my plays. They, you know, yeah, yeah. I've had my father on my podcast. I, oh. Yeah. He, I, I dropped that for Father's Day. That was a great oh. episode. Yeah. Oh, I saw that when I was looking through them. Yeah. I yeah. That, that, that was me interviewing my dad. Oh, I have to listen. And the funniest thing about it is like my father, obviously he's 67 year old Italian immigrant. So like, uh-huh. obviously he doesn't give a shit about, it doesn't know what a podcast is, yeah, yeah. but he's been on a podcast. And then the other day I had uh, AJ from Chaz and AJ on. Yes. I listened to that And uh, awesome. And um, when I was explaining to him what we did, he was like, so what? You was on the radio? I'm like, Papa. I'm like, it was the thing that I did with you. I'm like, I don't need to explain podcasts to you sure, anymore. You were there. You've been on a podcast. You know I'm, firsthand. I'm like, literally, I did with the same thing. You sat in the same seat. It was. The, I don't know why you still don't understand the concept. Right. It's like you do these now. You've done one. Yeah, so you do yeah. These. You're actually wait. You should know way more about podcasts than most people know about podcasts. Right. right. But uh, no, they are super supportive and I love them a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think I'll ever have any edge, which goes back to why I'd make a ga- great game show host. Mm-hmm. You don't want an edgy per- sure. entertainer for sure. for game shows. Yeah. You want family friendly, fun, squeaky happy. Face. Exactly. Do I have happy a, to be here. Do I have a squeaky face? You don't. If you were clean shaven, you might. <laughs> I have such a baby face when I shave my face. It's unreal. <laughs> I believe it. I look my age with a beard and then with without the beard, I, it's, it drops pro- probably down like five years or something like that. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, sure. it gets some. Um, Put a t-shirt on, maybe some khakis yeah it's just khakis <laughs> a little bit of khakis um i don't know I'd, I'd, maybe i'd be like a suit host I'd, I'd, i love wearing a suit i love the way i love the way I. it is a good look for oh it's a, it's a good look for any Polished. guy every yeah. man looks good in a suit it's true it's true we have that's kind of like one of the many uh superpowers of men is that mm-hmm. give for a formal event we just get to throw on a fucking suit and call it a day so yes and no because i feel like so when you go to a wedding mm-hmm. there's all variety of dress that's allowed for women like you right. can wear you can wear like a knee length dress with yeah. short sleeves or like a tank or whatever with like a skirt mm-hmm. like there's all different types of like something that would be appropriate to wear to an office yeah versus like a club or wherever like the gambit is represented at right a wedding for women but for men, you guys are limited to such a very small selection of things. Like you can have like that's a very good point. Like maybe a khaki pant. Like and unless we're talking like a backyard wedding. Yeah. Like in which case that's which totally, all weddings are now. <laughs> right. Everyone's having backyard. Right at a shotgun yeah. wedding, you can do <laughs> <laughs> you can do you can do sweatpants. But at a normal wedding, you're pretty much um, resigned to khaki pants dress pants or like the whole like suit kind of um, yeah uh, ensemble right and um you know i feel like that's limiting it is for ladies you can do so much more it you know for sure same but thing is like with your hair like, yeah men have like you know i can i can grow a beard i can mm-hmm. cut it short i can grow it long it's true i yeah. that's it mm-hmm. that's it yeah, and that's just, all I got. That's really all it is for me. It's just the, the different lengths of which I will sure. uh, have my beard and my hair. We got a little curl going so at least. I will admit I have more options than other guys because you got a curl. I, I'm a curly haired dude, <laughs> and I'm also Italian. It's Corey Matthews. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I could um, I could do like the slick back look. Sure. And that is a whole different look for my hair. As an Italian, I'm sure you can pull that off. Exactly. Than... Just I don't do it often. It's it's I'm making a statement if I show up with slick back hair. Yeah, bet. Exactly. <laughs> Why is he here? Is he collecting yeah, money? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just cracking my knuckles like where yeah. is the vig um the van's outside exactly but uh yeah and also as a curly hair dude i just like i feel like i do have to pay attention to hair a little bit more because mm-hmm. our curly hair gets really it could get really messed up is that a lot of product that you typically use um i don't even know I my finally, hair is so pin straight i finally figured it out uh year after years of let's messing hear it. let's it, tell everybody so for me well for me specifically not everyone has my hair but uh-huh. uh conditioner conditioner in the shower and leave-in conditioner okay both okay so as i get out of the shower super conditioned yeah i get out of i the it's like i'm already italian but i make myself even greasier all the conditions yeah exactly but that's the only way to tame my hair is to uh condition (laughs) it in the shower and then as it's still wet get out and then put more conditioner to just leave in otherwise it just gets split ends and bushy and puby it's not good there it is ladies and gentlemen that's how he gets it to behave exactly exactly it's curly (laughs) hair you're fighting it's 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 not it's not a good time I went through many years of just awkward hair phases. You know, it takes a long time from, 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 it took a long time for me to figure out like the right ratio to not make myself look like an acorn. Like short. when I cut my oh, hair, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause, cause if it's, if you cut it too short on the sides and keep it too long on top, like I literally keep it in my notes, what to tell my barber. Oh my God. You should write that. Did you write that in a joke? Cause you should. I, I will. All right. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, yeah. Put that in a joke. Cause yeah. you are an acorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm such a fucking acorn. That's such a good way to describe it's, it's it. Very good. Um, but yeah. So how did you decide on the, like, I like your dreads cause they're tasteful. Oh, thank you. They're not like, you know, a lot when when white people just have this straight up just a head full of dreads. I buy these from a lady in Canada. She's wonderful. I wish I could promote her Instagram, but I don't remember her name offhand. It's like oh, it's her Instagram is Kaleidoscope Dreads, but um, I don't remember her name. Yeah, but she's a doll. And um, I buy these from her, synthetic yeah. through uh, Etsy, yeah. and then I braid them into my own hair. Oh, yeah, they're so cool looking. Thank I like the. You. Uh... Thank you. I'm sure I'm ruining my scalp, but. <laughs> well, no, because it's not your hair, no. and it's not. Is it all the way down to the root? So, do you know anything about it? I want to know a little bit about okay, it. Okay, so you buy basically like a length of hair, yeah. and it's the dreadlock, like the piece of hair. Yeah. And there's a little loop. You can buy single end or double end. I have the single end, so there's a little loop at the top, and you thread your own hair through yeah. the little loop like a needle, like threading a needle, and then you braid your hair mm. around it, and then you take like a little elastic, and you, you tie it in. So basically, it's just like it's tied to the top of my scalp. Cool, cool. I actually did something very, very similar oh, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Were you I, Jack Sparrow for Halloween? Uh, actually, yes. In a way, I was a pirate a couple of Halloweens ago, where I Jack Sparrow was absolutely the inspiration. It was just an excuse for me to wear eyeliner. That's really all what all it came down <laughs> to. Cool. Because because I you know I secretly not very secretly uh, uh very publicly I'm an emo kid and want to express that as much as possible. So I uh, I did that and I'm pretty sure I painted my nails black. But anyway, um, that's full emo. Yeah, yeah. I I was an emo last. Halloween like I did the whole thing the straight hair the the the, the eye black yeah it's it's running gag with my friends every year I try to paint my nails and do my eye yeah. <laughs> makeup for my Halloween just costume just allow him to do it on the daily He'll yeah, do I it. want to so I really you could wish, do, just do it and then I, we'll have I to deal really with it I really wish makeup was more of a commonplace as a man because I dead up I would do eyeliner every day I, mean, I think I, eyeliner looks so fucking cool I would dudes. wear a tail if it was socially acceptable yeah that makes so sense <laughs> that makes so much sense you look like a person but you wouldn't even be weird I know I get it I, imagine yeah. if we all imagine if we we didn't consider like the societal uh like the societal ex- 
expectations sure. and what the views were. Like, I know for a fact, I'd probably leave the house in like a rainbow jumpsuit every yeah, day. I w- <laughs> you know I w- what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I would wear a foxtail yeah. attached to my trousers and I'd be like, deal with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going like, to be fine. I always want, get know, over it. know what my dream hairstyle was that I would never do? I can't wait. One, one I always wanted to do. Very specific. Mohawk. So I've had yes. a mohawk. I've had a mohawk yes. before. I have had a mohawk you before. You should do it. Do it. At do the it again. Ba- at the back of the mohawk, I wanted there to be two braids. Yeah, I wanted it so. It's so stupid. It probably wouldn't even look good on me. But I actually did See, have a mohawk. You lost me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> idiotic. It's ridiculous. But you should do but a mohawk. I've had a mohawk, and I did it for a while, and I had my fun with it. But like, they're I think very, they're very cool. I, I mean, not everybody agrees, I'm sure, but I fucking love. They're so cool. They're awesome. And I went like at first I just did like the, you know, shorter on the sides. But then for like maybe three, four months, I did the full bick on the sides, like bald head mohawk. And that thing was pretty tough. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah, you can't. It's back to like just like changing it up. Like you just can't do that forever. Right. No, you got to you got to kind of, you know, kind of reintroduce new things. Mm -hmm. Keep it fresh. Yeah. Do other stuff. I I mean, I will never cut my hair super short. I would totally do like some weird jazzy pixie cut or whatever if I had the balls to do it, but yeah. I don't. I like having long hair. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I'm better with long hair cuz I kind of have a round face. So I don't think I, I don't have like high cheekbones or like the jawline. Isn't for that super funny how you, how you discover things about the shape of your head when you do mess with your hair? It's nuts. That's what like, I'm saying. like I I, can't I, pull I, it I didn't off. realize I was an acorn until I was like you fucking are. my <laughs> I I until I was like fucking up that that hairstyle. I just like, yeah, you have to have the perfect ratio as a guy of yeah. size it's it's not yeah, just yeah. as simple as like oh, i want it shorter on the sides this time if you had a bowl that's what it looks like. like i'll show you i'll show you i could probably find pictures of like when i used to do it but like yeah, yeah it looked really silly but um yeah i didn't um like i i i've, I've had it as far as like when i was a kid i used to grow out like a full jufro the full thing and like every year were you I, an awkward kid I mean, sure, but I always had comedy, so that was that was the thing. Sure. I've I've always had jokes. I've always gotten along with people, but I, I mean, I'm still an awkward person. It's very strange. Like I'm, I go like I'm personable, I'm social, I'm friendly, but in certain situations, I'm also extremely shy and extremely awkward. I yeah, and it's I don't it's I'm still trying to figure out when and when those are. A lot of it is new people, especially if yes. it's new a bunch of new people at once. Yeah, yeah, because it's tough for me to figure out the everyone's small talk. Yeah, is disgusting. It's and it's tough for me to figure out how everybody's I. D- dynamic in the group works because yeah. I'm very self-conscious of how jokes are going to fly over. Sure. Once I figure out how everybody works, right? Know your audience. Th- exactly. Once I and that usually takes like one meeting. Like I won't be very mm-hmm. funny the first time I meet a whole group of people, or just if I just get liquored up with them, then that kind of spe- speeds <laughs> right. up the process. Right. Inhibitions lower. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, I'll get super self-conscious because like you got to remember with me. There is zero limit to the joke meter. I will, there's, I will, there's no topic. funny. No topic is off for yeah. me. So I have to figure out what your boxes are and check those. True. Cause mine are already checked. I will joke about fucking anything. And I know that I can't, I have to keep that filter on while I'm figuring out, out yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just how I am. And it, and it is nice when I find people who have like zero filter on jokes and could just like deal with. Yeah, there. I I don't feel like I'll have any hangups, you know. Sure. And I find like uh, I, I have a group chat of guy, uh, just a group chat of people are just like, oh, I could say anything in here. We could end yeah. each other's careers, right. you know. Right. Like it's Let's all there. Let's hope this never gets leaked. Oh my god. Well, that that and that creates very strong bonds with friends when yeah. you know that mutually assured destruction. Right. Like, we could all destroy each other right. pretty bad. We're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I, I mean, I really do dig your style though. The, the whole, I, I, I've like your aesthetic tells kind of like a bit of a story. Like as soon as I saw you, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a fun interview. Oh, thank <laughs> you. So what other stuff uh, outside of art did you get into? That's fun. That's different. That's unique. That's expressive. Gosh. I mean, honestly, stand up would probably have to be the number one thing, but beyond that, not, this is sort of on the same, not the same like kind of wavelength as that, but also kind of in the same vein of like, consuming television and content i really love documentaries very much too mm. so you're just another girl who loves murder docs no okay <laughs> well not to say that those don't have their place because like the jinx is one of my favorite docs that i've ever seen but like have you ever seen the defiant ones on hbo no but it looks really good oh my god you should watch it especially as an artist it so i watched that like as i was quitting my job and starting with the freelance thing and i felt so empowered to just like create shit and just yeah. like oh well, i got this like you mm-hmm. can just be a person with an idea you can yeah. do your thing and just like no you should fucking watch it it's so good right so that one and then like the other night i just watched happy happy joy joy have you seen that no is that ren and stimpy <laughs> it is okay I, so, so i know ren and stimpy i watched that when i was a kid but like yeah so it's like the making of ren and stimpy basically yeah oh, it's, that's a, interesting. it's about the creator of it and he's so fucked up it's, it's strange dude he's, obviously but that show was so fucking weird but not fucked up in the way that you would imagine like he's a fucking asshole like yeah. he's such a douchebag right. like watching the whole thing and then it gets i'm not gonna ruin it for you but yeah. it's nuts like you should please watch it i actually please watch it where is that it's so it's on amazon please don't be shocked by the sticker price you have to purchase it okay <laughs> <laughs> so that said can i just say fuck hbo max have you ever looked into which one is that they have like 17 they have different a new apps. platform <laughs> they have a new platform and you can't access it anywhere i've been trying to watch class action park for the better part of a month and i cannot find it anywhere because mm-hmm. Because you have to buy HBO Max, which I had HBO previously, and then I had HBO Go, and then that went into like now they have HBO Max, and there's also yeah. HBO Now. And HBO is very confused on how to handle their streaming. They don't know they, what they're they, doing. They have no idea. It's insane. And then so my boyfriend and I were, have been trying to watch Class Action Park, so we're like, how do we get it? It has to be through HBO Max. So we tried to get it through our television, which we have like this very nice brand new smart TV. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not available there. And come to find out, it's not available really anywhere as an app. You have to buy it either um, through Hulu or like somewhere else where you can buy HBO. And yeah. then even if you do it that way, it's still not available because there's certain content that they don't release to their HBO Max platform of through course. Hulu because they're dicks. And yeah. now you have to go on your fucking phone and you that's how you watch it. You watch right. it on your phone. Yeah. I can't I can't be bothered. Yeah. It's not a big enough screen. No, it's it's. Uh... It's not, I definitely used to binge through shows on my phone, but for a reason, like back when I was like originally starting the weight loss thing, uh-huh. uh, a lot of what I did was just like watch entire seasons of shows like on an elliptical. But, but I, as far that as. That must be a good way to pass the time while working out though. It is. And I know I'm very far past that. and want to do it again. But like earlier on when I was figuring out how, like how to consistently do that type of stuff, it helped mm-hmm. me a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's not a superior viewing experience. On Gross. Phone. I yeah. hate it so much. It's too small. I'm such an American. I need a big screen. Yeah. Yeah, big it's, everything. Yep. It's insane. Right, like right. I've gotten so used to watching everything in my very nice television on my in my nice living room that I'm just like I can't Look at be you. Just I can't be bothered. <laughs> nice everything over here. My <laughs> nice living room. I'm and just my nice saying. Home. I'm just saying. I don't want to watch television on a, on a fucking phone. Yeah. No. 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 I'm 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 with you on that. Uh. Yeah. I. It's. It's. It gets really daunting. The. Uh. The amount of content that's available to us right now. But. And, but some of it is amazing. Some of it's amazing. A lot of it's amazing. That's the problem. But I'm, like, I'm one fucking person and I want to watch it all. Yeah. 80% is direct though. 
It's what? Drek. What's Drek? God awful. Oh, shit. Where is that? I've never heard that word in my life. Drek? (laughs) Speaking of, you know what? Never mind. We're not going to go down this road. (laughs) But I want to go down that road. It looks interesting. No, it's because, like, very honestly, people are going to lose interest immediately because this movie was insane. It, like, I watched, um, I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Please watch it. I'll check it out. You're going to get so bored halfway through. That's what I'm leading to because if you've watched it you probably turned it off halfway through you're terrible at selling the show but but the first thing you had to say about it was that I was going to get really bored but because oh so I'm obsessed with the idea of like finding like the meaning behind because I was like by the time it was done I was like I'm just too stupid to understand what was going on here. Mm. so (laughs) I read up on it and I rewatched it again and now I fucking love it and I bought the novel yeah oh very cool I'm obsessed with it it's so good it's so good but I'm sure plenty of people watching it are going to get halfway through and be like now I don't understand what's going on and they're going to turn it off because yeah. it's it's way silly. Please watch it and get back to me. And I will. Me. I will. Yeah. Remind, remind me to uh, text will. me. Once, when I, I have something in writing, that's when I remember things better. I don't, oh, I'm going to write it. I black out everything in these episodes. I have one, one funny <laughs> thing about one funny thing about podcasting is like friends, fans, whatever you want to call them, anyone who like listens to the show. Sometimes like maybe they've listened to an old episode or a most recent episode and they'll quote me back to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. like you're going to remember. Yeah. And I'm like, I lit dude. I there's no there's 42 hours of audio sure. you're referring to how in God's name could you expect me to you know like it's going to be the most memorable thing to you and you're going to yeah. be like oh that's right I did say yeah that. but no literally they, that people will come back to me constantly and I'm like did I say that or my guests are like what is mm-hmm. this about but yeah no I don't because that's the whole thing about this like I'm speaking it into existence and it's just disappearing you know it's sure. like because it, it, it's not meant to be in my that's probably the better way to be with it though because I feel like if you're hyper focused on what you're saying it's not going to come out any good right right and that, that's the funny well that's the whole thing good enough because like as I've had friends who like listen in and tried to micromanage it and say you need to do this <laughs> like, differently give you notes. That. yeah exactly and I'm like dude <laughs> unsolicited I, advice is I the will, worst I will quit the show if that's what it came down to I don't yeah. do it for that yeah. I do it because there's no boss because there's no expectation because like sometimes an episode sucks fine like yeah. like I'll just I'll get them next week and if I lose sure. a listener over one bad episode I don't want that fucking listener right <laughs> you know like, I agree like that's that's not like you, you gotta understand if I'm putting out this much content mm-hmm. every now and then I'm gonna miss you know what I mean like that's yeah. just, it's just what it comes down to that and rather than like, no that's unacceptable like you don't understand what I'm doing here I want people to also realize that in their own lives that like mistakes are they happen and you just like move forward from it you know yeah. what I mean yeah absolutely uh so d- you did manage to listen to some of this uh, did, some yeah. episodes cool so yeah, maybe you know this part's coming but uh, towards the end of the episode, I ask all my guests uh, to. So, so the idea is that um, even if I quit the podcast, I'll always have these episodes hosted. You'll always be able to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So, I like to think that we're speaking things into infinity. And mm-hmm. I ask my guests to speak something into infinity, and that that could be a piece to remember you by, uh, a quote or a piece of advice. But yeah, if you could just end this episode on a nice note, uh, and then we'll get repl- our plugs in. Speak something into infinity. Be nice to your animals. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, they love you. Love them back. Hell yeah. I like it. Short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. Uh, so where could people find you? Uh, obviously, I brought I brought you on here because of your dope art. I want them to be able to see some of that stuff. So Thank you. Um, yeah. So I would say, if anywhere, I prefer to direct anyone to my Instagram, which is sugarfox, spelled the way that you assume, at... Um, 
uh, sorry, at sugarfox underscore art. So, uh, you know, that's basically where I want everyone to go, but I have other platforms as well. Um, I've got my, uh, my website, which is sugarfox.net. And, um, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, but I'm under there as my actual self, which I mean, very honestly, that's really not kind of the point that I'm trying to get across. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer to direct people to my, my art and my, um, my work. So those are the two things that I would say are going to be the best places to go to. Cool. Uh, before I do my plugs, uh, reminds me of, you know, of Daft Punk, right? I do. One of the things that they do is that they, they're, they really separate themselves from the music. Like the, the actual person, a lot of people don't even know their names. Mm -hmm. They know the robots. They don't know their faces. And mm -hmm. they, because a lot of the reason they do that is because they don't want their personality to be associated with their work. They want it to be its own separate thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that about the, you, you seem to have compartmentalized that. Like, listen, Stephanie Hongo is her own person. Like there's just, there's an art, you know, that I want you to appreciate. And like, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll come across in my art, but yeah. I don't, I mean, the Funny idea, it, the idea isn't to gain a million Facebook friends. Yeah. It's for people to follow my art. Not that my art's not on Facebook as well, right, but right, it's right, not no. where I want to put it. I understand the separation though. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, guys, I really recommend that you go there. Uh, I was, you know, she, she was plugging her stuff. And like I said, in this local community cork board, uh, that I'm part of, and I'm like, oh, I'll go check it out. And I was blown away by your stuff. It was Thank so you. unique, Thank so you. interesting. And yeah, all the different mediums, like she's a great painter. She's a great sculptor. She's a great, all the things that you put together. Really cool. Uh, and as always, guys, you can find me um, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Stephabro on Twitter, at Good Enough Podcast for anything directly related to the podcast. If you listen to this show, you definitely should be following that. Uh, I every week, It's a whole different story with TikTok every week. It's either here or gone. I don't know what it is. but Would you recommend TikTok? <sighs> no. Because fuck TikTok. In the same, I, same way that I wouldn't recommend heroin, even oh though I've never tried God. it. It's, just the, it's, the <laughs> most it's the most addictive is website it, I've ever been on in my because life. Because yeah. I'm like fighting being a part of it. Because it's, I think it's, it's great stupid. content. And it would the content that you love will find you. The algorithm is fucking good, yeah. but it's also a dumpster fire. So ugh, do, do with ugh, what you, do with ugh, that what you want. Ugh. Um, and as so, is that everything you need to say here today? I think so. Yeah, Very I cool. I I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for coming. This was a fun one. Um, and as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>